1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation,
0: we thought we'd bring our prices
1: this is at the turn it's time for discussion and interviews about the world of golf you won't hear anywhere else here are your hosts nick heidelberger and joe simons hello hello welcome into another episode of at the turn the united states open is in the books what a championship it was the young lad from england gets it done matt fitzpatrick is the u.s open champion nick what a tournament what a week!
0: It was an awesome U.S. Open. Um, every bit of it that I was able to watch, I was just as glued to my seat as I've been for a golf tournament. Like it's so rare that I don't turn on a golf tournament and instinctually also open up Twitter just to like actually get some some context of what's going on and some entertainment. I didn't even touch my phone. I didn't. I didn't look at Twitter once. I was literally. Caught myself on the edge of my seat, like with every bomb that Fitzpatrick was draining. And is Scheffler going to contend? And and can can Willie Z pull it back together down the stretch? It was Poor that Willie. was as gripping of a golf tournament as I've watched it, 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 that I can remember. I mean, obviously Tiger winning the Masters <laughs> probably is, is the closest thing in, in recent memory that compares. True. This was different for
1: me because Tiger is so singular and you have three completely different things with each of these potential winners going on. You have Fitzpatrick who had the opportunity to double dip at the country club. He did that winning the 2013 U.S. Amateur, taking care of business at the 2022 U.S. Open. Willie Z, trying to just get a W anywhere. Another second place finish for him. Scotty Scheffler, number one player in the world. Down the stretch has another chance to win another major, unable to get it done. But let's start with Fitzpatrick, man. I put it out on Twitter because it was really noticeable on his tee shot on 14. He he, he hadn't missed a shot on the back nine to that point. And he blasts it way right, so far right that he avoids the deep rough, and he's in the gallery. And he turns to his caddy, and he just kind of starts laughing, but not like in a sarcastic, like, oh, this, this sucks kind of way, but just kind of like, eh. What are you going to do? And Roger Maltby on the telecast even said, doesn't seem to bother him too much. And that was his approach the whole back nine. And the more that that continued to happen, I actually got kind of nervous for him, especially after the tee shot on 18 goes into the bunker. But he executed it. Perfect two putt. Willie Z couldn't chase him down. He was Fitzpatrick was unbelievable. You can't walk away from this tournament and say the best player didn't win. The best player in the field absolutely won this week.
0: I mean, it's a it's a true horses for courses. I mean, every time Matt Fitzpatrick Matt Fitzpatrick rolls into the Country Club, <laughs> he, he leaves with a USGA Championship. We we predicted it on this podcast here in our US Open preview with our guest Dave McAdams. Um, no, all all tongue in cheek aside, um, it was an incredible performance. And you don't. It, it's been said. It's it's very cliche. You don't have to play perfect golf to win, especially the US Open. That that place is littered with 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 mines waiting to go off you know so you just have to survive and limit the damage after those tee shots on 18 man i'm thinking del is gonna have a a good chance for birdie and all i could think about was watching john rom in in the bunker on 18 on the third round and he smashed it right into the lip and i'm like I'm like, this thing might not even go to a playoff. If, if if he stumbles here, if he compounds this mistake on the 72nd hole, by the way, trying to win his first quote-unquote PGA Tour event of his career, um, I think probably too much was made of that. But but nonetheless, yeah, I mean, he... like like he blew it into the bunker, which he didn't want to be. You have two options. You can put it behind you or you can compound the mistake and, and go John vandevelde um, And I'm like, Will might just have two putts to, to you know, Dance with Scotty, or or have a putt to win outright.
1: I agree, and to your point about too much being made of Fitzpatrick not winning in the U.S., the guy's been a Ryder Cupper multiple times. He's won seven times in the European Tour, so it's not like he's this scrappy upstart. He's a guy who added a lot of power, a venue he's comfortable with. Missed the playoff by one shot at the PGA Championship. Gets it done in the next major. And he'll probably play well in the British Open, too, at St. Andrews coming up n- next month. No reason why he shouldn't. But to get back to the 72nd hole, you're absolutely right. Fitzpatrick hits one, kind of a little bit of a hook with the three-wood. Zinger went crazy on the broadcast, as he uh, did most of the time. Can we get d- – digression for a second. Can we get, like, a good lead color person on golf these days? It is so brutal with Faldo and Zinger being the two guys. we gotta we, we, we got to find someone who is better at this. But on the 72nd hole, Fitzpatrick snaps it in the bunker. Willie's in the middle of the fairway. And I was thinking the same thing, Nick, because Rom really screwed up the the 54th hole on Saturday. He blasts it into the lip, doesn't even get close, makes a double. And from the overhead shot, it looked like Fitzpatrick was going to have some of that island bunker grass to contend with on a second. But again, he kept that same attitude of like, all right, well, I think I'm going to win this tournament. So let me just put this on the green (laughs) two putt. Yeah. And that was his vibe the whole time. Everyone seemed nervous. Even when he hit that shot in the bunker, it's not like his gait changed or his attitude changed. He's like, all right, well, I'll just put this on the green and and win. Make a putt, Will. Make a putt.
0: It was a sick shot, too. I mean, he choked down on whatever club yeah. it was. He took a full rip. It 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 just looked so good from the second it came off the club. And then wherever wherever it landed, you're like, okay, well, he's probably not gonna make this, but he's also definitely not gonna three putt it. So uh, like you said, it was it was up to Will to make a putt. And damn, at what point did you realize Will did not make that putt? Because it wasn't until it was like past the hole. Past the hole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, until I, I was like, it oh, my like, God, this putt. thing is in. Like, holy shit. I was like, I was seriously just like keeled over on my couch. And then it it didn't drop. I, I could not believe it didn't drop. And Will made a clutch
1: putt on the 72nd hole of the PGA Championship, like a 10-12 footer, which was in a, it, it, he played ahead of Mito Pereira, who, of course, doubled and wasn't in the playoff. But Zalator's basically had a putt of essentially the same importance in the PGA Championship that he made of 12 feet. So it's not like – I think because of his putting stroke, and we'll we'll talk more about Will in a second, but I, th- I think because Will's putting stroke is so wacky on those short putts, he is just thought of as a really, really bad putter. Dude made a lot of good putts down the stretch today.
0: He was 16 – where he made birdie on the par three. And that was the ballsiest putt I've seen in a long time. And he walked up to it so confidently. He rammed that thing into the back of the cup from like 15 feet. I'm like, damn, he didn't even flinch. The the way that he smashed that in with authority, I was like, holy shit, he's going to win this thing for sure. Um, Will Zalatoris. I mean, I think we have to talk about Will. He has a second place finish in the Masters. He has a second-place finish in the U.S. Open. He has a second-place finish in the PGA Championship. Is he an incredible player? Is he on the verge of becoming the next Ricky Fowler? Is he somewhere in between? I mean, he, he's got a a resume that 95% of guys would kill for, and the other 5% of guys are the guys that we talk about all the time in this podcast. He's 0-2 in
1: playoffs this year, so he's right there. He has six top tens in his first nine major starts, including three seconds in three different majors. I'm not going to give him any majors because they're really tough to win. Zalatoris, a year from now, Zalatoris will have at least one win. This This guy puts himself in positions way too often in the biggest events not to win some tournament on the PGA Tour between now and a year from now.
0: He's just too good of a player. Can I flip that a little bit? Please. Is there anything you've seen in those in those three second place finishes that, that leads you to believe there's something going on upstairs he can't get done? Is he a choker or is he just running into buzz sauce?
1: Nothing he did in the PGA Championship or this tournament makes me think he's a choker. Like I said, he made a clutch putt on the 72nd hole to tie Justin Thomas in the clubhouse at that point, eventually losing in a playoff. This tournament... He hit a damn good putt, which if it went in, he'd have another chance to win a major in a playoff. He had two huge birdies on the back nine. He rolled in a birdie that broke, I would say, six inches, three feet from the hole, and he walked it in. He walked in a birdie, and the next hole, after Fitzpatrick drains like that 50-foot birdie putt, Zalatoris is trying to get up and down from the fairway with a full wedge. And he rolls in a 12 footer on top of Fitzpatrick to stay in it. So he he got a little squirrely with the ball striking on the backside. But
0: the middle of the back nine was was a little suspicious. I can't I
1: can't say that the guy jokes. He's put himself in the most pressure packed situations. And even though he hasn't come out on top, it's not like he's fallen apart. I mean, contrast. His last 18 holes with someone like John Rahm, and obviously John Rahm is one of the top three players in the world, has been for a few years now. Zalatoris is putting himself putting himself in positions to win majors more often than John Rahm
0: has. Right, I, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I I don't have Will as a choker. Um, the fact of the matter is, it, it's really hard to do, which is why guys like John Rahm fell out of contention earlier the only reason you could even make the argument that he choked is because he's put himself in that situation so many times but the fact is it's hard it there was that two two shot swing early on the back and i think on the 11th hole where where zalatoris made a long putt fitzpatrick three putted from almost the same spot and zalatoris at that point had a had a two-stroke lead um and he instantly gave them Right back, He went bogey bogey. I think Fitzpatrick made a birdie somewhere in there. Um, and it could have gotten even worse. Like you said, he made a, cu- a clutch par putt to hang around. Then he made that birdie. Then he gave himself another birdie look on 18. So no, there, there, there's no choke in him. It's just a really, really freaking hard golf course. It's a really hard tournament. There's going to be mistakes that are made. Um, and, and the winner is the person who can, A, avoid those mistakes and B, not compound those mistakes. And Fitzpatrick did that one stroke better than Zalatoris, has nothing to do with choking, anything like that. Um, I would I would love to see him hoist a trophy. I mean, God, at this point, it's it's like it's kind of brutal. Three second place finishes in majors in two seasons, your first two seasons on tour.
1: Yeah. So here are his majors. His first major, 2018, he missed the cut in the US Open. 2020, he finished T6 in the US Open. 2021, he finished second in the Masters, T8 at the PGA Championship. He was cut in the U.S. Open, withdrew at the Open Championship. This year in the majors for Willie Z: the Masters T6, PGA solo second, U.S. Open T2. It's it's pretty unassailable. I, I know he hasn't yeah. gotten the win, but I can't call that poor guy a choker.
0: Nope, no, no, no way.
1: Couple things. Not, not on this podcast. No, not not on this podcast. Um. The list of men to win a U.S. Open and U.S. Amateur on the same
0: course—it's a short list, Nick. Mm, on the same course, um, yeah, I bet it's a really short list.
1: Matt Fitzpatrick at the Country Club—is that it? <laughs> Jack Nicholas at Pebble Beach.
0: I was gonna, i was like, Pebble Beach has got to be somewhere in the, you know, but there's been so much just because it just. It's a crime of opportunity. There's so many USGA championships at Pebble Beach. Someone's got to have the double there.
1: Just an absolutely incredible performance. Matt Fitzpatrick, also the first player ever from outside the United States to win the U.S. Open and the U.S. Amateur. The first foreign-born player ever.
0: That's nuts. All I could think about as Will standing over that last putt on the 72nd hole is... Every single one of the country clubs gone to a playoff.
1: (laughs) I was thinking that too, but for the sake of our schedules, as tough as it was for Willie Z, I'm glad it worked out that way because we get to get this on about 45 minutes sooner. Um, We'll move down the leaderboard a little bit here in a second. Talk about Scotty, Rom, Rory and anything else that we should, but we were so excited to start this podcast that I forgot to tell you, please rate and review at the turn, wherever you listen Give us five stars. Nick, we're bringing back the contest. The podcast is red hot. The At the Turn patrons are red hot. If you are able to identify the winner of the Open Championship mere weeks away at the Old Course in St. Andrews, Piper Golf will send you a sampler pack of their incredible golf balls. If you have one, you can win again. I got a lot of guff, Nick, not only from the heidelberger o'brien household but the simons hammerin household also i lost i lost on both coasts so if you've won yeah. you've got another opportunity
0: yeah um just to summarize the argument for my household you know if we've only picked you know one or two or three in in 5 years of of doing this with three picks each why should a fan who gets one shot each major you know be barred from, from being so successful. So no, I appreciate that. The fans appreciate that. And go give it a shot. Leave us your winner. Get some Piper balls. We
1: did need to pick about 8% of the field to identify the winner. But thank you, Dave McAdams of the Flyers Club <laughs> for getting it done for us. Also want to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by Piper Golf. If you can't wait until St. Andrews, log on to Piper.golf. Use promo code Turn Ten at checkout for 10% off incredible golf balls in gear. Nick and I are getting some rope hats. Excited to throw that on top of the dome as summer is finally going to come here in Portland, Oregon. We're going to hit the 80s this week. Thank God I played in mud with my dad. Happy Father's Day, dad. Um, Terrible experience, but I love him. We were out there together. Happy Father's Day to you too, Nick. I know you're a dad. Thank you. Yeah, I know.
0: It's been a great Father's Day. Ha- good, I good Father's I, I Day, Father's so Day to, to the opportunity to watch the, the last night of the U S open. I don't, I don't think last Sunday or next Sunday that's, that's happening, but yeah, uh, it came at the right time. So let's move on
1: to the number one player in the world. Scotty wins the masters, misses the cut by a million at the PGA nearly gets it done at the U S open. He had a putt as well. He had a putt as well in the 72nd hole. Wasn't able to make it. Um, it looked like midway through, Saturday that uh, he had a chance to really have a nice cushion going into Sunday um, after he holed out for Eagle on the front nine on Saturday. Real tough back nine. I think he was three over, four over. Yeah, he shot 39 coming in on Saturday. Hit a lot of good shots today. Just came up one shot short. He looked like the number one player in the world to me.
0: Yeah. I mean, maybe if he didn't four putt, uh, the last green at the Masters, he could have barred one of those and, and, and hold that last putt today. Um, Scotty Scheffler is, I, I mean, I don't really know what to say other than just an amazing run he's on. And when players get on these types of streaks, we need to pay attention and take advantage and enjoy it because there's not going to be another. 10, 12-year streak like Tiger. They're, you know, they're six months. They're maybe two years. Um, there's there's just too much talent, too much depth. So let's just enjoy Scotty Scheffler um, as we, as much as we get him.
1: America's oldest 25-year-old. Certainly be one of the favorites going into St. Andrews. All right, we've delayed it long enough. The pick of Nick and Lacey to win the U.S. Open. Rory McIlroy, kind of a repeat of what he did at the PGA Championship. Has a great first round kind of hangs in there on Friday. Saturday's tough. Sunday not really in the I mean, mm-hmm. NBC tried the bet their best to make me think that Rory hitting a putt to get within 3 on the 72nd hole was like him posting a number that actually mattered. Mm-hmm. Um so kudos to them, but yeah. Rory was never really in this today, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I by the time I I tuned in, <clears throat> he was he, he was long gone. I honestly thought I watched most of his round. On Friday, uh, you know, up through like twelve holes, and he looked so tense. He looked like he was trying to win the U.S. Open with every swing, and was was just in his own in his own head. I thought, oh man, that's it's too bad after a great round. And then I went and checked the leaderboard, and he was like, I don't know, towards the top. And I'm like, oh, back. he, yeah, he yeah. he made some birdies coming in. I thought, okay, I think it was two or three off the lead going into today, and I thought. Rory is chasing. What a great scenario. I I, I thought going into today, Rory was going to win because if he had the lead and he was in the last group, that might have put too much pressure on him. But number one, the live golf thing has really lit a fire under Rory. He won in Canada last week. He, he's got his game. He's got that extra level of motivation, which I don't know why he needs it. I don't know if he would admit that he needs it, but clearly he does. Um, so I really thought those two things that he he was chasing, he could play free, he could play his game. Rory McIlroy playing his own game in a major, hunting down Will Zalatoris and Matt Fitzpatrick, sounds like a bet I would take.
1: There's no way Rory is not the betting favorite at St. Andrews. He is incredibly hot. He had the inverse problem in majors going into this year where he'd have the bad first round and then play really well on the weekend he did do that at Augusta where he was kind of out of it and all of a sudden lights it up and finishes second in that event but Rory's gonna be fine Rory I know I don't want to give a major to Will Zalatoris. I'm pretty comfortable giving one to Rory pretty comfortable Rory's gonna put himself in a position to do it stuff I've, I've always said this in this podcast and I still think it's true when the best players are playing their best Rory McIlroy is the best player in the world. He showed it at the Canadian Open when he was in that loaded group with JT and Finau and played lights out down the stretch. Didn't happen at the U.S. Open. If he won at St. Andrews by four shots, no one would be surprised by that. I know he wasn't won a major in eight years. I don't care. No one would be surprised by Rory winning by four shots. Before I forget, really funny story. So after Lacey told me that she picked Rory, we were just sitting on the couch and Sports Center was on, and the highlights of the Canadian Open came on. And Lacey's kind of reading a magazine, and she looks up and goes, "Oh my god, I'm right! I was right! I picked, I picked Rory! This is amazing!" And I kind of let her go on for like thirty seconds. And I was like, ah, "Wrong national open, <laughs> wrong you <think> national." So. <laughs> he peaked, He peaked. I said it was good news. He's he's playing really really well. Do you have any concerns that Rory's like? <laughs> Do you think he looks at this as? a slump that he hasn't won a major or he just hasn't won a major because he's won. He's won a lot.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you can't, he probably looks at it like a slump because that's, that's his mindset. The, the the mastery mindset It's how you get to this level. Um, In reality, I don't know if there is such thing as a major championship slump because it takes so many different ingredients. You have to be at the top of your game. Probably the venue has to set up for you. Probably you have to get some bounces. You have to get some other guys have to get some bad luck. I mean, you can't just, it's not like the the 96 Bowls where it's like we're the best team and you know, it it's matter. like we gotta beat the Rockets, you know, and then we'll be fine. It's like, no, there's there's so many other the line, the line is so narrow in golf. that's just the bottom line. The line is so narrow between the first guy, and the 50th guy, and the hundredth guy, and the hundred and twenty-fifth guy. You know, 125 to 156. You can forget about those guys, but everybody else legitimately has a chance. And so it, it, you can't just expect to win majors. It's not a numbers game.
1: Well, just look at this tournament, for example. This was the most qualifiers that ever made the cut in US Open history. And it just I shows Dole Damon was gonna win. It shows how deep it is. Denny McCarthy, I don't know who that is. He shot 6868 68 on the weekend to 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 get in red figures, finish in the top ten. Professional golf is so friggin' deep, and that's what made today so cool is Fitzpatrick and Zalatoris are names. They're not the Rom, Rory, and Scotty, but you have this second tier of great golfer. Maybe Fitzpatrick is elevating himself into a higher tier now, but you have these guys, and because they're playing such good golf, it's not like they're making bogeys to win this tournament. Fitz had to go out and win it, and because of that, and because Rom, Rory, Scotty, to a lesser degree, because he was just one shot back, couldn't get the job done, and the winner did, it shows you how thin that line actually is, between the person who wins and the person who misses the cut. That McCarthy guy, it could be McCarty, it doesn't really oh, matter. Yeah. He made the cut on the number, and like, had a legitimate chance to post like 3-4 under on the back nine. It was... It was an incredible week. I think I want to hit the golf course now.
0: Yeah, you ready to go get the sticks
1: out? Well, no. Talk about the country club. Oh, I thought you were just like, well, I've had I've I've talked about this
0: enough. I I really just want to go play. I
1: gotta, I I gotta get a quick twilight. I I do go picks first place. So, (laughs) I think you know my opinion of this golf course. I'm curious now that you've seen it where do you going into this week for your expectations of the country club compared to now did it exceed meet or was it below expectations
0: uh, i had pretty high expectations and i would say that it met my expectations it for me it was it was the perfect stage for a us open it the course was never the story. It was just a really awesome sidebar, if that makes sense. Like it, it wasn't a winged foot. You didn't have anybody smacking a moving putt. Um, you know, you didn't have you didn't have any controversy over the course, but it was damn hard. And you and if you made a mistake, you were going to pay for it. And you had a really good opportunity to to blow up your whole round if you didn't. Really focus in and execute and work your way out of, out of trouble. Um, with all the, I, I saw multiple guys like whiff on their, those like small little chip shots around the green and it, I just felt so good. That's the good stuff. Maybe like eight years ago, I wasn't as bad of a golfer as I thought. Um, not to compare the University of Idaho golf course to the country club. Still, um, it never really became the story. It was just a really awesome stage for a really awesome story.
1: I think it should be in the permanent rotation. Uh, If you had to choose between this and Tory, I would take this course seven days a week, twice on Sunday. The opportunity to have short fours, that really short par three down the hill, like the 100-yard hole that really seemed to vex these guys. Par fives, which sometimes are reachable, sometimes are not. 18 is an awesome hole. 17 being like a really good birdie hole. Was an interesting wrinkle, I thought, instead of just making like the last four, like impossible, like it was at Southern Hills. Like, holy shit, how do I make a par on these last four holes kind of thing? It had the perfect risk reward. I like a par 70 U.S. Open course. Only two par fives. I really enjoyed that. Um, And it put a premium on driving. I think the guys struggled out of the rough mightily. I saw a lot of layups into the middle of the fairway, which I think is good for a U.S. Open. I really loved this venue. It, it it was a 10 out of 10 for me. I probably had lower expectations than you going in just because I didn't really know much about it. I, I haven't lived in New England for 30 years. So I was really pleased to see that it came through and it very clearly identified the best golfer in the field, which was Matt Fitzpatrick.
0: Yeah, well said. A couple things on Rory. I actually hit the course. What's that? Now you're ready to actually hit the
1: course. Now I'm actually ready to hit the course. A couple of notes on Rory that I, I've, I've seen come across the wire um, that I think really crystallize him not being in a slump. This is the fourth consecutive top 10 for Rory at the U.S. Open. So that's good. And this is the first time in, the, in his career he's finished in the top 10 of the first three majors of the year. So he, he don't want any, but he sure is putting himself in position – to do so and again I'd be shocked if he's not the betting favorite going in to the open championship um, I probably watched a little bit more of this than you It was really interesting going into the week juxtaposing how live covered golf versus the traditional setup of how PGA Tour events are covered and so the USGA was really scrutinized in addition with NBC who put on the broadcast as how it would be set up. The viewing schedule for Thursday and Friday where you had to start on Peacock and then go over to USA and then NBC and back to USA and then the last hour of the day on Peacock. When I was seeing that on Twitter, I'm like, can we all just stop complaining? This is very dumb. But when I got to actually watching on the TV, I got confused. I was like, wow, everyone was right. This is really stupid. We shouldn't be doing this. Keep it on one or two channels. Have a clear cut of where it's going to move and then just be done with it.
0: Yeah, uh, I made the comment on Twitter that, that day one broadcast looked like a Big Mac. You know, you got it's, it's <laughs> literally it's like it's like a Big Mac. Um, it's 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 too bad. Uh, I hope that didn't get in the way of too many people. Um, it's 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 too bad when you have this awesome of a championship and this awesome of, of something that's happening, and the story is how pathetic and stupid the it is to just try to watch it like what if you're what if your friend told you like hey man the u.s open is this week i know you don't like golf i know you've never heard of any of these guys but i promise you this is a really good introduction to golf I'm like cool man how do i watch it It's like, okay well what time and what day are you thinking of watching because the answer changes every hour of thursday friday started like what the hell are you talking about no way i don't have usa streaming like what the hell is peacock like what? How come I can watch most of the tournament, but that I can't see the last hour? Like, wh- what sport? Are, what sport is this? Like, what a turnoff!
1: And as long as we're complaining about how this tournament was broadcast, the Masters hired a company to build their website and their mm-hmm. mobile application. The United States Golf Association needs to hire that same company to build their website and mobile application. Trying to watch the featured group was so tedious after the Masters experience that we had a few months ago. It was uh, glitchy. They weren't showing enough shots. They weren't moving around. I really didn't have a good idea of what was going on in the tournament other than watching, you know, Vic Hovland and Cam Smith and Justin Thomas all shoot mediocre rounds. Like, maybe throw in some other stuff here and there. I get that it's a featured group, but that's the only option you have as an online viewer. And if that's all you have, you really have to bounce around a little bit and show more golf.
0: Yeah, I will say, I don't know if there were any commercials. Maybe very, very seldom in the last two hours today, uh, which was great. Feature groups, yeah, that's usually where I where I spend my week, my Thursday, Friday coverage when it's a major. Um, you don't really expect too much contest. No. A leaderboard here and there would be nice. I do like the the laid back vibe that they give through the broadcasters and you know, you kind of get some, you get some personality that you wouldn't normally get on a weekend with it, with like a, a the, the real main feed. I do appreciate that. I'm not going to knock them too hard for that, but yeah, a, a little bit of context with, with, with what's going on in the tournament. wouldn't kill any of the viewers. Trust me.
1: It was a great week though. It really was. And all the chatter going into the week was obviously about live Phil Mickelson in his hostage press conference looking very uncomfortable. Nick, this brings us right to our Mad Golfer of the Week. It is brought to you by T-Box Coffee. If you have a submission for the Mad Golfer of the Week, please submit it at, at theturnpod at gmail.com. That's at theturnpod at gmail.com. T-Box Coffee is a roast-to-order coffee brand in the heart of Southern California. Package for the golfer who can shoot 68. The golfer who shoots 112 and every score in between. Let T-Box feel your morning rounds with promo code TURN15. Nick, the Mad Golfer of the Week is Brooks Kepka. Brooks Kepka oh, really? is the Mad Golfer of the Week because he is sick and tired of people asking him about Live Golf. The media is hanging a dark cloud over the United States Open Golf Tournament. And he said this on Tuesday, and my thought then is exactly what it is now. And it's really come to fruition, which is when the tournament starts, no one's going to ask about live golf anymore because the U S open is going to be going on when you have three days and nothing but press conferences and talking about the shape of the holes and the golf course and this and that. And the first live event was last week. They're going to ask you about live golf. So Brooks, I'm sorry that it was annoying to you, but guess what? Soon as the tournament started, we were talking about the tournament. Tournament's over. We're going to start talking about live golf again. Very soon, because it's the biggest thing in golf right now, outside of major championships. they come coming to Portland soon? They are coming to Portland very soon, as a matter of fact. Fourth of July weekend. The Insurgents is coming just outside of Portland, Oregon. And uh, Nick and I are going to have a very big podcast on that. We're going to be talking to folks associated with Pumpkin Ridge Golf Club. That is where the event is coming. If you're not from Portland, you're familiar with Pumpkin Ridge. Most famously, Tiger won his third U.S. Amateur there. Phil Mickelson's going to be playing there. Dustin Johnson, Bryson, Patrick Reed, all the live boys.
0: You you have any interest in in jetting out there and, and just getting on the grounds and seeing what it's all about?
1: I feel like a hypocrite at this point if I went out there and did it. I wouldn't feel good about it. Yeah my girlfriend and my family would like be ashamed of me if I did that because Lacey by proxy has been following this story. My family, my mom and dad are golfers. They've been following this story. So, and personally, even if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't want to go out there and do it. And we'll touch on this a lot more. Obviously I don't, I don't want to go down too no. much of a rabbit hole, but there is no advertising anywhere for this. No billboards, no radio, no television, no newspaper, zero advertising we'll get into that a lot more but that's the scene right now in portland oregon nick do you have anything
0: else in the 2022 u.s open championship what a week baby i just feel satisfied uh the usga delivered an an awesome championship and uh that was sweet Nat fitzpatrick was never rooting for you but uh a well deserved a deserving champion so um we go we got we got a good we got a good national championship.
1: Wait a minute. When he was standing on the seventy second hole, you were hoping Willie Z was gonna get it done? Oh yeah. I was rooting for
0: really? Willie Z the whole time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was rooting for Willie Z. Wow. I, I like Will, man. I like him. I like his game. I like a guy who's got some critics. You know, people questioning his putting and, and what's going on there. And and I like to see a guy overcome something like that. Willie so,
1: did have one. Willie had one really shaky one. Did you did you notice it on the back nine? No. It was like a three-foot par putt, and his putter started its normal motion, it stopped, and he kind of just tried to rush it. <laughs> I hit my microphone as I did that. But he he moved it and he tried to rush it, and it was it was a problem. Yeah. I thought <laughs> Gary Koch just kind of went, Oh, and that was it. <laughs> it's when he did it, it was pretty great. <laughs> what a week. Go to piper.colf, use the promo code Turn10. At checkout, again, rate and review the pod. Leave your Open Championship winner. If you've won, you can win again. I've been beaten into submission. Pick who you want. Good luck. Congrats to the lad, Matt Fitzpatrick, U.S. Open champion. I'm Lacey Evans. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time
0: at The Turn.